in our prayer book and in the King James Bible, today's gospel begins with the words, and this is the record of Jah. In fact, the Greek sentence, kai autestin hemartiria tu Ioannu, would be better translated as, for example, the revised standard version does, and this is the testimony of John. At the very beginning of the Gospel of St. John, it is said about John the Baptist, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Sometime after the beginning of Jesus' public ministry, John the Baptist said, speaking of himself and Jesus, he must increase, but I must decrease. So John the Baptist was fully aware of his position and role. His calling was not to proclaim himself, but to bear witness to the one who was to come, who had already come to enlighten everyone and to give eternal life and the power to become the sons of God to those who receive him. It seems to have been most difficult for those who should have been the first to understand and accept the message of John. They knew the scriptures and should have seen that all the ancient promises of God were fulfilled in Christ, the long-expected Messiah, but something stood in their way. The Gospel says that the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? It sounds quite as if it had been a duly constituted official delegation. A few verses later, in addition to the priests and Levites, the Pharisees are mentioned. So, the representatives of all significant religious circles of the Jews were present. The priests and Levites, that is those who were performing the official worship in the Temple of Jerusalem, were first and foremost interested in the person of John the Baptist. Who is he? They wanted to know if he was the Messiah, the long-expected Savior and mediator sent by God, the mighty ruler who should restore the kingdom of Israel? Or is he rather Elijah, who has come to call God's people to repentance? Or is he that prophet? Not just another prophet, but that prophet, the one about whom God himself 
hath said to Moses, The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him ye shall hearken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth. And he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. John the Baptist's answer to all these questions and assumptions was no. No, he is neither the Messiah nor Elijah, nor that prophet. Instead, he is the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Now, after John had answered the questions of the priests and Levites, the Pharisees came to him and demanded from him why he is doing what he is doing, if he is neither the Messiah, Elijah, nor the prophet. Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet? The Pharisees asked John. The answer which John the Baptist gave them was not so much of himself, but again of the one who comes after him and for whom he had come to prepare the way. John the Baptist had not been sent to bear witness of himself, but to bear witness of Christ, the true light, who came to bring us grace, truth, and eternal life. To the priests and Levites, John said that he is the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah, and to the Pharisees he said, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you, whom you know not. He it is, who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latchet I am not worthy to unloose. Isn't it remarkable? John the Baptist a great prophet, even greater than a prophet, of whom Jesus himself said that among them that are born of women, there had not risen a greater than John the Baptist. He is asked who he is, but he only speaks about Christ. He continued in exactly the same way a few days later when, pointing to Jesus, he said to two of his disciples, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He was not at all jealous when those disciples left him and followed Jesus. And it seems that those two disciples were the only ones who actually heard what John the Baptist had to say to them. Unlike the priests 
Levites and Pharisees, who made a lot of inquiries, but didn't care at all about the answers. Today's gospel puts two extremely important questions before us. First, when we go before God or his servants, such as priests or bishops, with our questions, with our problems, with our needs, with our confusion, do we really want to hear what God has to say to us? Or would we rather be ourselves the ones who try to tell God what he should answer us? And secondly, if someone comes to us looking for answers to their questions and solutions to their problems, are we ready, like John the Baptist, to show them the way not to ourselves, but to God and Christ? Or do we instead give in to the temptation to gain some disciples for ourselves? In today's Gospel, in today's Epistle, St. Paul gives us some really good tips on how to give a good testimony about Christ in the right way. He writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So, first, the joy. Then, the moderation, or, as, as I would translate it, gentleness. And finally, something the Church Fathers call the holy carelessness. The holy carelessness. Be careful for nothing. Peace of heart and trust in God. There is no better way to bear witness of the Lord who is at hand than joy, gentleness, peace, and love. John the Baptist knew this. A little later, he compared Christ to the bridegroom and himself to the friend of the bridegroom, saying, He that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom, which standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth greatly, because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. So, the salvation, the redemption, the meeting with God is compared to a joyous marriage feast. There is the bridegroom, and we are his friends, and we may rejoice. And this is the best testimony to Christ 
we can give. Behold, I bring you good tidings, a great joy, which shall be to all people, said the angel to the shepherds at the birth of Christ. Let us, together with the angels and John the Baptist, and with all the saints and hosts of heaven, proclaim the same great joy. The Lord is at hand. He, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, has come to redeem us and bring us eternal peace and happiness. Christ is born. Glorify him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.